From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host. Hello, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us for part two of Chief Phil Johnson's exit interview, and uh, we really hope you enjoy it. Take care. And uh, I know we hit a couple things about the different ranks and everything. And I'm going to give you a break to have, have a little, little, uh, sip of water. But I, I think, I think we would like to hear a little bit about, you know, from being, a uh, a brand new rookie firefighter all the way up through the different ranks. Like what, what do you remember? What was, what stands out in each rank that, that, you will never forget. And I mean, I know we could sit here and think of a million things, but and I kind of putting you on the spot. So, you know, we could always come back to that, but just thinking about, you know, um, like what your mom did to take you to the firehouse and, and, and then going, you know, as a seasonal firefighter. And then from there going, you know, to, uh, Vista and, and, you know, trying to make ends meet being, you know, part-time dispatcher and, 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 you know, so on and so on through, through your career. What, what sticks out as a rookie firefighter that you'll always remember? As, as a rookie firefighter, the, the biggest thing to me was like, was, oh my gosh, my dream just came true. There you go, yeah. I'm doing this now. <laughs> um, and with that, I knew there was a lot of people who had been ahead of me in years doing this with much more knowledge, skills and abilities, experience, all of those things. So keep my eyes and ears open. And the only time I open my mouth is to ask questions. Sure. Um, I was in a brand new world. Mm -hmm. No way I was going to know it all. And um, that was the big one from a rookie, just being dumbfounded that I finally got this big dream that seemed to be miles away. And then once again, okay, now it's time to inhale all of the stuff from the people who are there putting their hands out to help you always yeah. take advantage yeah well which is which is so true and that's that's a great way to you know to to go with life i i i believe i mean you know people have paid that forward to us and you give the time and you listen and and there's a there's so much so much to learn yeah. so from firefighter you know going to the rank of you know medic i mean you know, anything that sticks out more now you going from that, you know, Hey, I could throw a bandaid on now. I can actually look at rhythms and actually push meds and be able to do more than what I could do, you know, before anything sticks out, you know, in that, you know, particular time in your life. Yeah, that was, um, the medic school part. And I think I probably speak for anybody that went through medic school. I think 40 years down the road, you're still going through therapy. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <Right>. I bet. Um, <laughs> uh, I remember at the time uh, I went to uh, medic school down in San Diego through uh, UCSD. And at the time it was pretty much the only show in town. So it was very expensive. Uh, I went through an 89, uh, the cost was $4,000. Wow. I didn't include the books. Um, That's pricey. Yeah, it was very pricey. Yeah, yeah especially in 1989 dollars. Sure. Um, so my, my grandmother offered it up. She says, I'll, I'll pay for your medic school. And I was blown away. Oh, that's great. So I remember working through medic school and the, the, the big thing, the big standout to me in medic school was I need to make it through because I didn't want to let my grandmother down. Yeah. So I worked hard. I worked <laughs> very hard. I was so afraid of failing 
And once again, it wasn't for failing medic school, not becoming a medic. It was letting her down. Sure. And we were very close. Sure. And um, so the end of medic school came, you know, got through all the testing. And next thing I know, they're telling me I'm valedictorian. That's awesome. And I went, wow. Um, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be valedictorian. I was just trying not to fail. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what happened. Look at you. That's... Yeah. And um, I was very happy to let my grandmother know that. Um, and I don't, I don't want to make you think my parents were in the picture. It was no, just my sure. My grandmother had stepped up. It, that was all. It takes a village, right? Yeah, it takes I truly a believe that. The older yeah. I get, the more I realize that. Yeah. You're, you're foolish if you don't use your village. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so. everybody needs a village. Nobody does any of this alone, even no. through the promotions. Nobody does it alone. Yeah. No, and I sure didn't. So um, that was it. And then, of course, coming out of medic school, just like anybody else, it's like, okay, now you're official. Oh, wait a minute. Really? I don't know. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I want to go back, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it, it took about two years before I actually felt pretty comfortable. Doing nah. it. So that was the big one with being a medic. Very and, nice. And being able to help people, like you said, going from band-aids to reading rhythms or pushing drugs and, and changing something. Sure. With, with the person foot better. Yeah. Wow. I just did that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely rewarding. Yeah. Definitely rewarding. So after that, what about a little word of advice, something that you took out from, you know, your ca early captain years? Early captain years. Um, always, as a brand new captain, you're going to be, generally, you're going to be put with an existing crew. Uh, get a feel for the crew. It's like driving a car down the road. See what the road's doing before you really start getting aggressive with the car. Know, see, get a feel for your crew, the personality of the shift, the station, learn that first do, make small adjustments at first if they're needed. Yeah. And if something bigger needs to come in, get that down the road just a little bit. Yeah. But really, it's it's about fitting in at that point because that's what it is. A crew is a crew. It's yes. not just one person. The crew is not the captain. It's the crew. Sure. So. Well, and you kind of hit that with Rathman and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, how your perspective on that, which is, which is a great perspective. And, and yeah, like you said, your crew, it's teamwork, you know, you, you, you obviously, and I remember the few times I got, a, you know, had the privilege to work with you. You always were open for suggestions and you never were, no, this is how it's done. This is now, of course, if it gets to the point where that's where it needs to be, then, then that's what we do. Right. right. But you were always very easy and, and it was always very fun to be able to work with, you know, you. So um, I'm sure a lot of people would say the same exact thing. So well, thank you. Yeah, it's it is keep that open mind because there's no way that I could know everything. Uh, there's a quote that I love and I live I live by it now uh, by Sam Walton, the guy who started Walmart and Sam's mm -hmm. Club. His quote is, our best ideas have always come from our stock boys and our clerks. <laughs> I so like that. Yes. right there, that tells you, you know, give those people a voice and you're not going to give them a voice unless you give them an ear. Very so, true. And it's people do have great ideas. It doesn't matter what the rank is. Yeah. No, I know. I know some people are going to take that to heart. And I think that's kind of why I'm pushing you to, to tell me this because a lot of people are going to look at this. We need, we're, we're losing that. You know, we have such a younger fire, you know, department and we kind of hit on that a little bit today. And I, I think that this type of stuff is what 
we I think we're craving a little more. I think as an organization, at least I know I I love that. I I enjoy hearing those and say, hey, am I on the right path? Because this is where where I need to be going. So with that, coming out of your captain rank, then you know being promoted into BC, you know what what would you what would you give you know a little advice for the the new folks, especially right now? Look at what's going on. I mean, we are promoting, promoting, promoting. So what, what would be your advice? Because I don't know if you're going to have the chance to be able to speak to the folks in the next BC Academy. I think you're going to be you're going to be on your way to retirement about that point. Correct. Yeah. So what, yeah. what, what would we what would we want to give them? What kind of advice? Once again, keep your eyes and ears open. Listen to your folks. Get familiar with your area and never, never stop trying to get yourself better in your craft even after you get out of that battalion chief academy, and this also goes for the captains or somebody who's promoted to engineer, do something a little bit each day to make yourself a little bit better. It, it bodes well for yourself, it bodes well for your crew, and definitely bodes well for the cap, the, uh, not the captains, the, um, the public that we took an oath to serve. Sure. Um, always, always don't, uh, don't stop learning when you do get that promotional badge. Uh, take uh, take it very seriously. It's not about pay raise. It's not about the benefits. It's about the ability to do more. I remember when I was going through my private pilot lessons and it finally came to the big day to go up with the, uh, the uh, FAA examiner to take the test. So the test starts out with uh, basically an oral thing on the ground. You start going through flight charts and doing all of those things. And then it's time to go up in the airplane. And you don't know what that examiner is going to throw out at you. You know, there's emergency procedures and all of those things. You get back down on the ground and then you're like, okay, did I pass or not? You're waiting to hear the word from the guy sitting three inches from you in that seat. I will never forget that he was filling out this little slip of paper and he handed it over to me. He had just signed it and he handed it over to me and he says, congratulations. This is now a license to learn. Oh, wow. That's, that's what a great thing to say. That's, that's, did you have any fingernails left after that? Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) I I couldn't even, I couldn't imagine it. That's, no, I like that saying though. That's, that's, uh, that's amazing. I'll never forget that. And so, for everybody out there, when you get that next badge or that next set of collar brass, take that as your license to learn. Keep it going. Never rest on your laurels because complacency and in our in our business, complacency can kill. Sure. If it doesn't kill you, it could kill your crew. Yes. And please take this very seriously. Um, you have worked hard for that badge. You worked hard for that collar brass. Now really turn it into something. Sure. So, ah, that's great. Thanks for those words. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, we talked about BC to DC. So, a lot of alphabet soup here. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I remember all this. This is pretty good. <laughs> so, so big difference, probably. Yeah. I, I think going from you know, uh, you know, being at the stations and 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 then you know getting into the DC role where you you talked a little bit about that. You're more you know, talking to the politicians, you know, city council folks and just, you know, uh, I mean, like we said, who, who would ever think Chief Johnson would be, you know, out there doing that, right? Is that something when you, when you're young thinking, I'm going to, this is where I'm going. Never, you know? not once. 
So, so what kind of advice would you give for the newer DCs that are, you know, going to be promoting? Right. Um, once again, take it very seriously. Um, for my own experience as a BC, like say, for instance, if I had to fill in at a city staff meeting or a city council meeting, it was always accepted to where if I got a question that I couldn't answer, hey, I'll get back to you with that, move it to the DC, and then the DC would usually recontact that person. Well, now as a DC, you've got that question. It's you now. <laughs> yes. It's, there's no passing it along. Uh, but once again, the DC now, it really is about those relationships. Yeah. It's relationships with other DCs and other fire departments, mm -hmm. maybe working around your area if you're a field DC. Uh, if you end up being the ECC DC, it's a lot of relationships with CAL FIRE. It's the Forest Service. It is those other departments. It's pretty much everybody. Sure. Um, always, always have uh, have that attitude of the people I haven't met yet are a future friend. Yeah. Uh, you you will go very far in that, especially when the chips are down. Those relationships are everything. Yeah. Um, and then don't forget to take care of your own. Yeah. And sometimes there has to be tough love in there, and sometimes there doesn't. But you will learn from it. The folks you work with and who work for you will all learn from all of it. And all of you are going to learn together. You're one big village out there. Yeah. So. No, I like that. Yeah. Um, so next would be, and I know we can't say any names or maybe you don't even know. I don't know who's going to be filling in your shoes. But um, uh, what advice What advice do you have for that individual coming in? Don't bug Chief Dossie in his office. <laughs> Don't bug him. All right. I like that. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. Like I said earlier in the podcast here, he was very gracious with me. Uh, lots of patience. I'd even commented to him many times. Like, I don't know how you put up with me right now, but he did. He was great or is great. So um, it's, it will be crazy in the beginning. Yeah. It will be crazy from the, you'll be getting hit 360 degrees, definitely where you learn how to manage time and, and prioritize or triage things that come across, particularly emails. Uh, you're going to be doing that every hour. Sure. It's, um, for those of you out there, or maybe old timers, uh, there's uh, the scene from uh, I Love Lucy where Lucy and Ethel are in a chocolate factory. Oh, yeah. My wife loves that coming. one. You're in the chocolate factory in this position. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Huh? It's, um, but it is, it's very rewarding. But uh, each day, um, and Sean, you and I have run into each other. I call it the mental health walk. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. You know, I need it. <laughs> um, I would try once or twice a day to literally force myself out of my office and just take a lap around headquarters. Uh, it clears your head. And I'm not saying anything is because things are going bad in the office, but it's just good. Circulate the blood. It clears your head. Um, get out and about. And one of the best things about it, you always run into somebody on your walk and you end up chit-chatting. Yep. And it is a good little break from your day. Yeah. So when you do come back in, it's that little battery recharge. When you yeah. get back into that office, you're fresh, you're ready to go, and you work better. Yeah. So uh, definitely th that, is a, uh, that is a big one. And even if you stop and bop into the office next door or whatever, just sure. to chit-chat, 
do it. Yeah. Do it. We're all social. Yes, we are. We yeah. need we need that. And you know, it's funny cuz I was going to ask you you know, it's it, you're kind of like NASCAR making those left turns, and I was wondering how many sets of boots that you went through during that time period, or did or did the service center just need to replace the, the inners? Well, that's what I was doing. I was walking to the service center. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That is it's it's our it's our village. Yeah. Oh, well, um, I appreciate that, and I know I, I have a few other questions, and I and um, but I want to kind of you know, lead out of what we're talking about and how you're given, you know, these different pointers for us folks that are, you know, moving up, you know, in the organization. And, and um, but I want to talk to you possibly about, you know, the new academy that we have going right now. Uh, I know you've been a busy, busy, busy man. I think you're probably getting more busy now that we we know we only get a couple of weeks with you. So we're going to get everything we need out of you. It's a true story. <laughs> but with that being said, you know, hopefully in the next couple of days, you might have a chance to catch, you know, the folks down there. And, and what what advice would you give, you know, those um, folks? And yes, they're laterals, but they're coming into a different organization. And what 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 kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, it, it, and that's a uh, that's a great question. So uh, I came into this organization, as I mentioned, as a lateral myself. The hardest part is going to be unlearning the things that you've known for a long time. Maybe it's the way you throw a ladder or maybe it's, you know, some sort of a procedure with if you came from another county, your your medic stuff. Uh, You will adapt to that after a while or adapt to us. That's the thing about being a lateral. Firefighting is still firefighting, but it's like football teams. You know, football is still football. You're moving to another team. you got to learn a new playbook. Sure. And that's what you're doing here. Learn this playbook. Embrace this playbook. It, uh, it, it, it's not a matter of it being better or worse than your old playbook, but it's the OCFA playbook, playbook and it's the team that you're on. Um, so with that, don't ever get complacent, uh, especially when you hit day 366, right? The day you get off probation. Yes. Um, still just keep honing your craft. The nice thing is that you already do come in with a bunch of knowledge, skills, abilities, experience, Mm -hmm. but use that to your advantage here at the OCFA and try to pass that on judiciously as you go through your, your, um, your journey here at the OCFA. Sure. Sure. And you know, I, I love that. And, and I think that right coming from another organization and being part of the OCFA family, you know, I remember being a, a young firefighter and I and and I remember uh, Chief Bill Dean, you know, was ops chief at the time. And um, I'll never forget him coming to the academy and I was just scared to death and we all were. And I'll never forget, you know, what he had said. And it still sticks with me. Um, and I remember him saying, don't forget who packs your parachute. And I remember as a younger kid going, what the heck does this mean? And I feel like you know, the more we stop and think about that village, and that's exactly what he was saying, just more in that, you know, don't forget to pack that parachute, you know? (laughs) And, um, and I love it. And I, and I think that's, that's kind of what you're hitting at. Just remember everybody from the folks that take the time to do what we get to sit down and do with, you know, um, with Kevin and Jacob and the boys and girls. And then even, um, you know, to the service center that makes sure that we have, the equipment on the rig to be able to 
go help that child that's not breathing or the fire that's going on, right. you know, and from, you know, our uniforms and, and from the shop that keeps those wheels rolling. We don't just, you know, a lot of people think, oh, we jump on a fire engine and we're good to go. I mean, the endless folks from our paychecks to our, to our benefits, to the numbers that they look here and there and from, you know, you guys down, we all have a huge part. And I think, you know, that's kind of what you're saying, you know, we just need to kind of open up and, and use those folks and remember those folks. Because I always like to say, you're at your first firehouse right now. You're at, you're in the academy. That tower is your first firehouse. That's a good way to put it, yeah. So, True. so don't forget that, right? And, um, and I just, I, I just, I love those little things. Sorry, I'm going on a Sean tangent there a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so, all right. So, Chief, here we go. So, kind of, you know, you told us a little bit about, you know, you told us a lot about, you know, the your youngerhood, you know, in the fire service, all the way to where you're at now. So, so we did talk about if you were able to talk to, you know, the uh, Firefighters and Academy 54, but how about something to tell the folks that have been on, you know, 5, 10, you know, 15, even 20 years? What, this is kind of a tricky question if you got to get in my head a little bit i know it's crazy but what you know now if you threw yourself back at your five year your 10 your 15 and 20 what what would you what advice would you give yourself but what advice would you give to the folks that are out there right now does that make sense kind that of makes, in this weird little throw cage of mine right now yeah that makes perfect <laughs> sense no this is good this is good uh so for the younger folks please 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 Keep learning your craft. And for the ones that have come in lateral, you're not new to the fire service, you're just new to us, keep working on learning that playbook. And it's not just our hose lays, and it's just not our, our ladder throws, but it's everything. There's so much, as you know, how this big machine works. I know you, you touched on it just a little while ago about all of that support to make this thing work. Sure. And if you look at it, our folks on our fire engines and our trucks showing up to those calls. It's like a Broadway show. Those are the ones that are on stage. Those are the actors. Yeah. Those are what, those are the ones that everybody's looking at. But behind that, there's a ton of people backstage making all of that work. Yes. Lighting, sound, costumes, props, all of that. Very true. And everything you just named and what you were saying, that is all of our backstage here. And without them, it doesn't happen. So, it behooves you to really learn what you're doing to help that public because that is exactly what we are here for. Yeah. Remember, you got to work for that patch that's on your left shoulder, not yes. the one that's on your right chest. That's so true. ride for the brand, right? Yeah, ride for the brand. Believe in um, it. So keep keep taking all that knowledge in and take advantage. And this probably goes for everybody. Please take advantage of all the opportunities that come your way. Whether someone's tapping you on the shoulder or you see something that you can raise your hand for because don't settle into that comfort zone. It's very easy to be there because, yes, it is comfortable. Yes. We all like comfort. Yes. But you're going to find a new comfort level with something else and you're going to find out things about yourself you didn't even know yeah. when you step into those, when you walk through those other doors. When I came into this department, let alone the fire service, the highest I thought I ever wanted to be at was captain. Okay. And <laughs> look at here you we are, look what happened. But I am so much better personally for it. I hope the department's better for it. Absolutely. But take advantage of that. Now for the folks that are in 10, 15, 
20 years, you have now learned so many things either through self-study, through experience, through classes and all of that. It's time to take some of that and pass it back again. Okay. Pass it back to some of those new people because you're going to be able to get that to them because, as I said, those new people are now trying to take more things in, right? <laughs> yes. You all listen to me on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. So take some of that and pay that uh, pay that forward. Yeah. Don't call the sack it. Um, and then for the people that are getting to where maybe they're starting to see retirement on the horizon now more than ever is really try to do more for the people that are coming up behind you. That's succession planning. And you don't need something formal. You don't need a person in place formally or a program to succession plan. You find somebody that you get along with great, or you might think might be great in your position and start exposing them to that. Um, you, there is no excuse to not do succession planning. It, it can be very informal. Sure. Um, and just take it, still take advantage of any of those opportunities. The one bit of advice I have for everybody, no matter how many years you've been on or you haven't been on, um, always keep a positive attitude. It's real easy to grab negative. Don't let somebody else in the fire station that may be negative steal that positive attitude from you. Don't yes. let that thief in the night come in to steal that positive attitude you had about that you have that you've had since you've come into the fire service. Sure. That big motivation that says, I'm gonna be a firefighter. Yes. Don't let them take that. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah, there's with the OCFA, let alone any other department, uh, we're not perfect, no other department is but we're darn great. And the thing that I ask of all of you out there is please always strive for perfection because what will happen is if you strive for perfection, you're always going to end up with excellence. Yeah. You always will. Yeah. And just keep it going. Or if you get knocked down in the dirt, it's all about dusting yourself off and getting right back up again. Very well-spoken. I, I, I like that. That's uh, inspiring. And, and I think, yeah, we definitely need a little more of that. So definitely definitely be thinking that way for sure. So, um, I'm just, I'm looking at my next question and, you know, we always, you know, we sit there and go, what, what changes have you seen chief, you know, in the fire service over your 35 years, you know, good and bad, but I don't, I don't, I don't really want to hit really when I start and, and more and more that we're talking, I mean, there's so much good than bad. So let's, let's focus on, you know, what, what changes in the fire service have you seen that are good, that has been good? And I mean, we could even talk from like today, we talked a little bit about on the wildland tag. I mean, back in the day, we didn't have as many safety measures put in place back then. So, you know, whatever comes to your mind, but I just, we were talking a little bit about that earlier and it's, it's amazing how we've progressed that way. So, yeah. Um, uh yeah, there, there's been a lot of changes, fortunately. That's, uh, you know, the fire service is, is constantly evolving. And of course, as we know, firefighters hate change. And at the same time, they hate the way everything is, right? <laughs> yeah. That yep. old joke, but it's, it, there's a lot of truth to that. But fortunately, we are changing. Um, how many out there would like to go back to when it was uh, horses and steamers? <laughs> there was a time that changed, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. here we are. Um, there's a few things that I've seen. Um, it it's taking it's taking more of the uh, 
the incidents or taking lessons learned from the incidents, putting together formally after that hot wash and getting something out there like our safe reports. Sure. It's absolutely. those kind of things. It's the wildfire lessons learned that you can see online. Yes. Those things did not exist when I first started. And usually it was a little bit of table talk, but that was it. Sometimes you had to learn those lessons the hard way, but somebody else had already paid the tuition, but there was no vehicle for that <laughs> to see what happened with them. Yes. Um, another one is our cancer awareness and prevention. Um, that was non-existent when I came through yeah. with now we know the certain things that will cause cancer and how they're causing cancer and who they're causing cancer in. But now we have all these preventative measures and we're still going further with those measures. Yes. You know, the, the, uh, the washing off after the fire, the clean cab concept, uh, the second set of turnouts, the new hoods that we have, those were, those were non-existent when I came through. And that scares me because I had all those exposures and we had the dirty turnouts next to our beds yes. at night and cooked with them on and all of those things <laughs> that happened. So, but all of those are tools that are out there. Please take advantage of those policies and procedures in doing that, like the yes. decon at the fire, like I just said. Absolutely. They don't work for you unless you use them. Yep. And... It's kind of ironic, you know, between us and the cops. With the cops, the things that usually kill the cops are bullets. Yeah. The things that are getting firefighters is usually cancer. Yes. It's more so than the 100 a year that we get in the line of duty deaths in, under combat. Yeah. So please take advantage of that. It is there and um, it's it. there's more new things all the time. And we have great people that have been leading that through the last couple of years. I think Wonderful. we were pretty much on the forefront of, of that you know, with, you know, Captain Hughes and, yes. and just, you know, it's a um, lot of time and effort. And, and, and like you said, people don't like changes, but um, I think, uh, I think we're heading in that way. And, and same with the mental health, you know, portion of it too, you know, right. back in the day, like you said, it was just different, you know, we, you know, get in a rig or, you know, sit there and talk about this and this. I mean, we've come so far and, and I think what you're saying is, it's there and we have great people to help us through that. And you're not alone in, in educate yourself and be a mentor for the next generation coming up. That's, that's so. exactly it. Show, show people, Hey, this is the way it is. And that was the other thing I was going to touch on was the mental health. And we've got more tools than ever now. And I think that stigma is finally starting to fade away of, Hey, raise my hand. I need help. Yeah. Um, but let's face it, in our job, it's not all about glory and pulling children out of burning homes and, and things like that. We see, we all see some very horrific things out there. Yes. Remember, at the end of the day, we're all still human. Yep. Firefighters are just humans with special training, but we're still human. Yeah. These things can still grab us. So please take advantage of those tools that are out there. You know, like we've got counsel, Counseling Team International and we've got the peer support. Um, and that is constantly evolving better and better and better. Um, it's uh, like Rhonda Haynes has been a champion of that and made great strides in our department with forwarding all yeah. of that. And it's still moving. So yeah. take advantage. We're, we're going to be in a better spot than we've been in many years. Yes. I, and, you know, just saying that, I'm just like, you know, thinking back and just going, we, it truly is a blessing. I mean, we have we have it all. 
you know, and like you say, every department has their good and bad days. And, and you look at what we just talked about and, uh, we're very fortunate to have what we have. So I've, you know, definitely it's come a long way. Let's just say, you know, let's just say that. So kind of, kind of going to detour a little bit out of that. And, um, I just kind of want to ask, you know, how, how, how did you, and, and we talk about our wives and, you know, we talk, we haven't really talked too much about our, our little kids, which is a huge support in all of our lives. Um, but how, how did you find that balance between the fire service, you know, the, and, and your family life? Like, how did you balance that? I'm sure, you know, like all of us, it's not the easiest thing to do, you know, in the world. Right. And it, it's, not everybody has it, it. There's not a one size fits all, right? It's like shoes. There's sure. no one size that fits all. Everybody has to find that particular balance with their own work life situation. Um, I've got a. I have two. I have two daughters. Uh, they're eight and eleven, <laughs> and my balance is different than somebody who has five, six, seven kids. Right? <laughs> there's a whole different balance yeah. there. My hats off to those people. It's like a soccer team. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Mine was grab every little moment you can while you're at home. Um, and on, you know, home meaning at nights, the weekends, or even up in the morning, it's yeah. making every moment special. Um, and balancing that with work for me, um, you know, in the position now, I'm not going out on calls like all, like most of you out there now, but it is, the phone's still ringing sure. a lot. Oh yeah. And there's times where I will screen phone calls, especially if I'm with my kids. Um, and, you know, hey, wait a minute, honey, I got to take this for a couple of minutes or, you know, I'm hitting mute, so to speak. I know, I know. that time. Sorry, Chief to interrupt, but I know sure. I was on one of those phone calls. I remember hearing you at a, was it a soccer game? Um, with, yes. the, with the, with the girls and, yeah. and yes. So it's very true folks. I, I mean, I was one of those phone calls and, <laughs> and it, I don't think it, it, it rang once and you were there and I'm like, Oh gosh, I can hear what's going on in the background. But, um, so yes, I appreciate that. And I, and I know like you're saying that balance and I'm, I'm in, in, it's a team because your wife knows, knows Phil and knows that, Hey, this is, I'm looking at him and he needs to take this or, in, in your, it's that balance. It's that teamwork and, and the girls and all that. So, yeah, absolutely. So all in all, everybody needs to find that their own balance. I can't give you, this is what works. It's, it's what works for your family and what it's what works at the time. There's a different balance when the kids are in school and there's a different balance when it's summer vacation mm -hmm. or maybe those of you that don't have kids and it's just you and your significant other. Sure. Um, where you find that balance with each other. Maybe that's significant other works. Maybe they're part-time, maybe they don't work. Yeah. As I'm stating here, there's just so many versions of it, but the, the bottom line, whatever the balance is, make sure you find that balance. Yes. And, um, that, that is what, that's what the key is. Find that balance. Yeah. And it's always, it's not a static thing, right? Chief no. kids getting older, we're getting older you know, different health issues. I mean, it's all, it's a dynamic thing. You got to kind of, kind of go with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, uh, I appreciate that. So 
couple more things here. And um, of course, everybody wants to know, Chief, what, what's the plans? What, what are you going to do? I mean, I know we, you could hit a little bit on this other little, you know, forester fire warden thing we have going on here, you know. Um, but what, what are the plans that, that you have with the family? So, uh, yeah, my plans, and I'll start with my family. Uh, I'm, uh, it's at, at our house, as you guys probably just gathered, there's four of us, my, mm-hmm. my wife and uh, my two daughters. Uh, it's just to be more involved in their lives. Right now they're in sports between uh, soccer and volleyball, and there's Girl Scouts, <laughs> and then there's whatever comes up. Uh, we also have a lot of family that does live here in Orange County. Um, we're not moving after I retire. We live here in Yorba Linda. Uh, and I'm not looking to work somewhere else. If I was looking to do that, I would just stay. Sure. So not looking to do anything else. It's uh, just have fun and enjoy family. Um, get more into my hobbies. Yeah. Uh, I also, uh, I'm a gearhead, as you well know. Mm-hmm. So I've got my Chevelle, and I, got, I, I do a lot of other wrench turning, so I love doing that. Uh, private pilot, so I want to do some more flying. Um and just, just get out there and, and do it. It's almost, a lot of people ask, what are you going to do? And I always come back with, well, whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I'm sure mama probably has already the list. Like you're going to be making breakfast, yeah. some lunches, be taking the girls to and from here and there, which which is a huge blessing. I mean, yeah. to be able to say you did 35 years in a fire service, you know, your relationship with your family and your friends, you know, and to be able to still be a dad. And right. have plenty of time to be able to do that, which is just awesome. Yeah, that's that's the case. Uh, I didn't get married till uh, later in life, and then we didn't have we didn't have our first child till I was forty five. Sure. I'm fifty six now, yep. so this all lined up pretty well for me. Yes, uh, and my family, of course. You know, to be able to be of retirement age, and uh, kids are still young and at home. Uh, feel very blessed to to have all of that, and I'm going to take full advantage of it, and that's why I'm retiring now. Is I don't want to let another minute slip by. Ah, that's that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. So I know you. I, I talked a little about the forest and fire warden. So you'll yeah. still probably keep yourself uh, kind of in that. Yeah, I will still do that. Uh, it and it's not work. Uh, <laughs> anything that you're having fun at is not work. Sure. And I don't get paid for doing it. Uh, I am currently the treasurer in that organization and absolutely adore the group that I work with. They're a lot of fun. So I will, uh, I will hang on to that in, um, my position as treasurer and foresters, how the bylaws are written is I don't need to be, um, an active participant or an active firefighter with the department to hold that position. So with myself retiring, I am going to have to name uh, somebody to come in behind me in that organization. So still working through that. Okay. Uh, so there will be still an active OCFA member as part of that organization. But uh, we are coming up on the 90th annual uh, conference. You guys listen to this? 90th annual. 90th annual. Yes, it will be May, 5th, be May 5th and 6th up in uh, Pilgrim Pines, uh, up in Oakland, which is above Ukaipa. Uh, it's where it's been the last uh, handful of years. Uh, the organization has been around since 1929. Wow. Um, and yes, doing the math that doesn't add up to 90, it's more. 
It's actually <laughs> been 92 years, uh, but we unfortunately we had to take two years off due to COVID. Okay. So there was no conference over the last two years, but we are uh, good to go this year. A uh, lot of headliners, uh, good headliners coming in, including Gordon Graham oh. as one of the speakers. Wow. And, uh, okay. Who doesn't like him? Yeah. So it uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and it'll still be a way to be connected to uh, to that fire family, and uh, let alone yes, I will come visit here too. Yes, maybe we <laughs> get. Close. Yes, you are. Maybe we can get you get you running the next tag group that we have going on here. That would be fun. <laughs> I could call myself the docent. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what, Chief? I, I just want to say seriously, on a serious note, um, on behalf of the organization and and I know I speak for the organization when I say that you've been a mentor, you've been a friend, you've um, taken a lot of time out of your personal life with the family to take care of a lot of us and you're going to be truly missed. And it's nice to know, though, that you're going to be right up the street so we can honk our horns and run the sirens, you know, around you. And, you know, you're always welcome back here. And you always have friends, no matter what happens, you have people to call and, and we take care, we'll take care of you. So, well, thank you for that. Um, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, it's, uh, as we know, the fire family is our second family and, uh, it's nice to know my fire family is still close and yes. I visit and, uh, I appreciate your very kind words. Um, I've going through this whole thing. I've, uh, I've only known one way to be it's how you guys all know me and it's just me yes um i don't know how to be anybody else or anything else so uh i'll always be that and um just appreciate you uh having me here for the podcast today it's it's my honor to uh to do this and uh this has been a whole lot of fun <laughs> absolutely I've, I've enjoyed myself tremendously it's it, it has been it's it's uh it's you know I feel like we're losing a part, but, you know, I mean, we know we still have you around and we know that you've mentored a lot of folks, like I said before, and, and now we just, we're going to build off of that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, keep it, keep it moving. That's, uh, that's, that's all I want. And, uh, you know, the, uh, whoever gets named to, uh, come in behind me, cause I, I don't, at least at the sitting, I don't know who that is. Sure. Um, just like anything else. Uh, I hope we have new and improved. Yeah. New and improved is always better. So let's keep let's keep up in the game. All right. So well, I just want to say God bless to you and your family Thank and you. your journeys, and uh, look forward to just uh, hearing some fun retirement stories. Absolutely, I'll, right. I'll have loads. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much.